That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is a man that usually goes naked in a weigh-in, but always, always wears a cowboy hat, JC. Hat and socks, always, at all times. Um, and I also, uh, I'm considering changing my name, Nestlemania. Oh. Yeah, so maybe more on that later. Like change, someone else changed their name. Change I might too, name. you know. Are you going to be the JC drop? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with JC drop. I don't know. I was trying to I was trying to find something that um, if a simple Google, you would have done it. You would have seen that it was a bad idea and then apply for a copyright on it. And then once the internet figures it out, I will unapply for that copyright. So. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that name change for sure. Uh, we also, ladies yes. and gentlemen, this is one of our favorite shows of the year, 30 Hopes of the Rumble. Uh, this is where JC and I go back 15 and 15, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We always have a, a ludicrous amount of time and a ludicrous uh, ideas as well. So I'm very excited about this. So let's just get right into the shine, my friend. Uh, there's a couple of things I think are very shine worthy. Very quickly, we need to talk about. Should I Yeah, uh, number one for me, I think that we're going to the same place. Okay. It's going to be the Alpha Academy, right? Oh, yeah. The I best am. thing in wrestling right now is just like, you know what, Ohio? I had hopes for Ohio that maybe they would be the ones that finally wouldn't boo education. But God damn it, Ohio, you boo education when you're the ones who clearly need it. What a line by Gable. It's just like this guy. It's just so good. I, I don't understand how they don't have a don't boo education shirt already because I would have already bought it. So uh, get on that WWE shop.com. Uh, but no, this segment was it's just like. It was everything I expected it to be and more. And then once Riddle and Randy get out there, it's just next level. Cause, and then we also got an Orton Gable match out of it. So this was just an incredible uh, couple segments. I was so blown away by the spelling bee just because I, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, this seems ridiculous and stupid. But then uh, as I saw it unfold, first off with the Gable thing, I wanted to, to state, not only does he have a thank you, a thank you. Like I just always love the uh, thank you thing that makes me laugh. But the, like, the amount of charisma, confidence slash just arrogance whatever it just works for the poor man like he's doing such a great job with otis and then we get to the spelling bee and i'm watching it and i'm like they have the irish guy doing the spelling bee this is a little weird and then of course otis sweats his word riddle does his word from <laughs> dispensing and like calibrating and all this stuff. randy orton gets a word uh but you know gable the the genius loses gets eggs on his face I thought that was great because you can blame it on the accent. You can blame it on it was a different word. It was, you know, it was sound very similar. But, you know, I thought it was perfectly done. And then we got a two or three segment match, which I thought was unbelievable. Probably one of the best matches we've seen so far this year. I know it's very young. However, I just wanted to overstate this over and over again. We know Randy Orton's on another level. We know Riddle's been doing God's yeoman's work, essentially. We know that in the right light, Otis doesn't look bad. And then there's Gable, who we've always cheered for, for we've always been a fan of. But then when you watch him, like we know the matches are going to be good. But there's something about the extra that is really laying on thick lately, JC. And I just cannot 
get enough of this spelling bee. Next week, I believe, is a scooter race. And I don't know. Race, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's academic at all, but that's fine. They're taking it to gym class, bro. I, honestly, I love it. I love the idea of it. This is kind of like shades of the prophets and Vikings thing that we had, where it was just every week we had some sort of unique fun segment. And like, obviously we know these guys have all the range for it. It's one of those things. We always like talk about WWE struggling a lot with tag team feuds. And this is one where it's like, this one has made so much sense for so long and having Riddle and Orton chase it kind of as we're still a bit away from WrestleMania, we could have a lot of fun here along the way before we likely get the eventual RK bro split. And this will just continue to enhance the alpha Academy, which inside and outside of the ring right now is hitting on all mark so this to me it's hilarious because yes these guys are in the rumble but this thing is so like a few that doesn't really like have anything to do with like the rumble like none of these guys are going to win it but it's just it's the best thing on raw and smackdown right now and it's on raw hey look at that raw does this i'm good hey, congratulations so. raw and also i just want to end this entire part by saying your partner is a dumbbell that i lost it i almost spit out my water when i was watching that i'm like that needs to be a t-shirt your partner is a dumbbell Speaking about Riddle. So anyway, I'm going to go over to something very quickly that I thought was absolutely ridiculously fun and awesome, which was AJ Styles versus Theory. That match specifically, if it wasn't the best match tonight and you want to say Gable and Orton, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I just thought, to me, on Monday, that was a great night of wrestling for me. A lot of good wrestling was on that show, and we really harp on how bad some of the wrestling is on Monday nights specifically. But, I mean... For everything else that seemed like it was an appetizer or didn't matter as a reminder for the Royal Rumble on Saturday, yada, 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 those two matches stood out for me, but I wanted to really get into the nut, the, the nuts and bolts here with Theory, and then there's, you know, the Vince spot again with like, hey, you're going to give me a good spot, boss? And then he's like, you better bring back <laughs> a good selfie. God damn it. You know, like, whatever he does. Then the match, I thought the match was incredible, and I loved that AJ won because I feel like, Austin Theory is going to have a learning experience, and they always say you learn better in a dub, uh, learn better in a loss, than you do a W. But I think it just helps the character. And I, 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 I got reminded of this, JC, and I'm curious your thoughts. How do you feel about this? It feels like AJ Styles is definitely in the conversation for Rumble winner. I, I didn't expect oh, it. hundred percent. That's why he's one who needed to win this match because we know Theory's probably going to have a good showing in the Rumble. Probably be a guy that they'll probably be like a funny spot or he'll probably last a while. But AJ's one where it's like he should be a top contender in it. And obviously with the split from Omas. And so he really would benefit the most from this win. I think that's why he also like went down NXT, beat another young upstart like Grayson Waller. He's beaten down the young upstarts right now to really kind of enhance himself. Because yeah, we head in and like you can look at the men's and you can think like, well, Biggie's a good a good chance to because he just was the champion. If if Lashley, Reigns, or Lesnar, or Seth get in there, they're definite favorites. But then it's looking, it's like, you're looking at AJ, and it's like, th this guy really could, because you could see AJ taking on either champion. People are here for it. Uh, so I definitely think he's a, definitely a top contender. Do I think he's going to win? Yeah, you have to wait till later in the show to see that, but I like how they've built AJ back up since Omos kind of just threw him aside. Like, it, it's just like, like you said at the time, like, AJ can take that out. He'll get it back, and he has very easily. Yeah, it's, it's been a great little... It's been like at least a month, it feels like, but it seems longer with this like dissension from Amos and then kind of getting his groove back. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about the hopes. We'll talk more about the, the Royal Rumble as we go on. Something I wanted to say very quickly because I can't believe I'm doing all the shine so far. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns package at the beginning with the numbers. I, I just want to call out the production team. I want to call out Roman Reigns. That was a WrestleMania level package at the beginning of the show, sh showing how many people he's beaten, how long it's beaten, the sound bites, the visuals, everything. I just went to, I, I went, why did you waste that on a SmackDown? 
but it was incredible. It was really fucking incredible. I thought the night was kind of all over the place, but Roman Reigns having the moment there at the beginning where they had Seth come out, he made a mox comment, the you know, the internet jerked off to it. Great, wonderful. And then we had KO come out. They have a, you know, Usos tag match set up. And again, JC, what do we love? We love stakes, right? So there it was in the main event. And uh, I thought it was going to be a clean win for Seth and KO, but then uh, Mr. Ua goes Ua all, all over the face of uh, Seth Rollins and DQ, which made me feel like I don't need I don't need anybody. I can beat anybody. And I think this is the kind of the character that I'm liking where it's he feels like fake confident all the time. I love it about the tribal chief. Yeah, and you hit on this why I really appreciate this. Because a lot of times, like, oh, a random tag match wasn't random. Like you said, it had stakes. They made it mean something. The ending made sense because, yeah, it just it's, it's one of those things. Like, you can call it whatever you want with Roman, but it's just he really, he doesn't he, he doesn't need to, like, have, like, take the easy way out. You know, even though he kind of hinted at that, he didn't need to, and that's why he did it. So, yeah, I was a big fan of this as well because you hit on it. Like, we're heading into, like, the Rumble season. A lot of this card, this card's been sold for weeks, man, in terms of the matches and the actual Rumble. So how do you make the TV more compelling? Well, you got to give us, like, a little bit of thought and a little bit of intrigue here as opposed to randomness, and they definitely did that with these guys. All right, I'm going to let you go. Is there anything else, Shine Roy, that you think needs to be talked about? Uh, I, I like Bianca and Queen Zelina. I like that it was a real match. I like that Bianca got a big win before the Rumble. I also like to see Zelina kind of featured. It's obviously, this is a match we saw on SmackDown a bunch last year, and it's crazy how different it felt because at the time, Zelina was was uh, not winning at all. And Bianca was at the, obviously at the top of her game, but now it's more of like Zelina's the champion. She has this great thing going with the queen. Uh, she had a very inappropriate sign behind her on her entrance oh, that uh, uh, is circulating on the internet, which, uh, yeah, I mean, hey. Uh, but uh, I, I, I did, I enjoyed this match. It was what it needed to be. And Bianca, obviously one of the top contenders in the Rumble. Um, I just, I enjoyed everything about that. But the only other thing I really had this week, um, and I know a lot of people were kind of underwhelmed by this, but that's, what we got out of it is exactly what I wanted. And that was the the way in it was. Yeah, it was good. There was definitely funny parts. I think people enjoyed. I think people definitely were left probably wanting more, but I think that's the point. We didn't, we don't want these guys to touch each other before they fight. That's we talk about it all the time with these main event fights, like keep the physicality away. And they pretty much have, obviously they fought in the match, the last pay-per-view, but this lead up has been all about Brock, just disrespecting Lashley and not taking him seriously. And this segment once again was Brock not taking it seriously disrespecting him, just saying, Bob, who like, it's just everything about this. Like, that's why I loved it because there's so much psychology going on in this feud. Like Brock's not going to give Lashley what he wants. And that is acknowledgement from Brock, someone who Lashley has idolized his whole career, been chasing his match, his whole career, because he feels like I want to see how I go against the best. A guy that I've been compared to is not as good as a fight that people have won. We had similar past in terms of going MMA and coming back dominant, big heels and everything. I just love that Brock continues to not acknowledge him and refusing to give him any shades of respect just to see how Lashley reacts, because I think it adds so much more to this match. And so to me, like, yeah, like, did I want maybe a little more from it? Maybe, but I thought any more than that, it might have ruined the whole point of this feud, which is why I loved it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, uh, I I did write in my notes that I was a little kind of like I wanted more, but I did like that it was serious and more haha Brock again. And that fucking cowboy hat, Jesus. And I love the <laughs> naked the naked comment. That was great too. Uh, there was a lot of. I felt like I was hoping for MVP and, and Heyman to kind of go back and forth, but hey, you know, Heyman himself took to social media saying, "I'm so fucking glad Brock started talking. I was so tired of talking for him." <laughs> like, what a what a great line to say. Like, you have one job to do, and all you want to do is just not do it. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, but again, 
no matter what we did here, I think the match is going to sell itself, like you said, JC, because it's hard. I mean, it's hard to sit there and go, you know, everybody's been shitting on the, the run, and we'll talk about it later, but people have been shitting on this card. But I feel like, I don't know, I'm excited for some of the opportunities on this card. I am. Yeah, you have Brock Bobby, you have Roman Seth, you have like the mixed tag, which is cool. Um, and then uh, Becky Dewdrop, like I get being a little underwhelmed by that, but then it's like you have two Rumble matches. Yeah. So if there was nothing else but the two Rumble matches, this is already one of the best pay per views of the year. And then, but you have these two massive world title matches where both titles you could make it con- like a lot of the times we go into these Royal Rumble title matches and we're excited for the matchup, like oh, Finn Balor or Dolph Ziggler, but we know they're not going to win. This year, legitimately, there was massive arguments for both of the number one contenders to win the titles and shake up not only the Rumble, but WrestleMania. So Anyone who's saying that's just a moron, people are dumb. Get out of my face. Get out of my face, he says. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about that's very, 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 very shine-worthy? I got nothing else. There are other things that weren't bad, but this week was mostly just it was a lead-up show, so there wasn't a lot. Um, Like we said, it's already sold, so if you have anything, go for it. If not, I'm fine to get to the heat. Let's get heaty. Let's get him off my TV, get him off my TV, (sighs) get him off my TV. There's a lot to talk about. I just, you know, I personally just, it is what it is. I didn't really love the Natty Aaliyah thing again. DQ, here comes Zia Lee. She kind of botched her entrance, which sucks because she's got. It's a girl though. She's back. She's been know, gone for so like, long. It's like who? It's like a popcorn fart now. Like the entrance is awesome, and then she's kind of screwed up getting into the ring and rolled up, and they cut away. Thank God. And then I thought, yeah, she's again. Now this, this, this is this is this was my fear with Zia Lee. Is I love her look. I love their presentation, but I just. I don't know if she's there yet. Yeah. yeah. So that's what worries me. And uh, But again, her presentation's awesome, so they got to be careful with her. Anyway, we have a jobber alert with Shimmy and Angel uh, losing to the Raiders. It is what it is. Charlotte Naomi uh, screwed over jobber alert, which again, at least there's a story there, but uh, it was a jobber alert nonetheless. This is one of the longest going stories in WWE, and allegedly they're fighting uh, on SmackDown this week, but how many times have we seen that book? So we'll see if there's another way Sonya can wiggle her way out of this one. I was going to say, hopefully there's not a rug underneath us. They'll just pull it right out. It's, yeah. it's continuous. Insane. Taser thing was fine, but... I just didn't like the sound effect. It kind of like takes me out of it. Like I understand for the home, you know, home, you know, it's, it's whatever. Uh, but I, I did say on the positive side, I thought Johnny Knoxville did a great job selling. Hey, I at least make an asshole out of myself in my own genre. You're making an asshole out of my genre. Like I, at least for that, I, I commend him for that. And again, we're past the, hopefully the Johnny Knox, Knoxville experiment past the Royal Rumble and we'll be over. So I'm kind of like eh, over it. Um, and that's pretty much how I feel about that over on raw. I don't know if you want to get into it in the crux of it specifically. There's a six-woman tag that existed. Next. Moving on. And um, I don't know how you feel about the Bliss and Lily therapy thing. This one didn't bother me, but it felt like... So I'm, I'm, I'm all for it's a fictional world. I get that. And I'm all for people, like, shade, you know, shedding a character. I get that. But it just... The, the way that they're trying to do this backstory of that Lily's always been around, I think it's hard for me to digest from like a, a story point because they haven't really called upon it until right now. And they made a comment that she basically, Lily killed two teenagers. You know what I mean? Like it was just odd. Like you'll not see them anymore. Does that mean that Alexa Bliss as a kid killed two teenagers? Like I, I don't understand. Is she Chucky? Is the doll Chucky? Like, what are we doing here? Like, it just, it seems like a weird muck up kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but it was just kind of like, it left a bad Yeah, I'm, 
I'm willing, these I'm kind of, it's kind of like how I was when the Funhouse first started, where I'm willing to let this play out a little bit to see where they're going to see what they're setting up. Cause they're clearly, however, Alexa was when she left, she's still going to be, she's tweaking it even more. And I think that's one of those things like for her, why she's always relevant when she's around is she's always tweaking her character. And there's always something. So I'm willing to let it play out. Do I think she's going to win the Royal Rumble on Saturday? Probably not. Do I think she's a contender and going to have a good showing? Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I would think that we're going to have more of these as we continue to ramp up because I do think she's probably going to be in a big spot at WrestleMania regardless. And then we had, uh, well, we have two things. Uh, they, they keep making the joke, planting the seeds that Dom's going to throw out uh, Rey Mysterio, which, God damn it, if that's not everybody's hope, I don't know. What Put me on the spot right here. More likely to break up on uh, Saturday. The Street Profits or the Mysterios? The Mysterios, 100%, because the Street Profits are smoked. I think that's... I think that's the the logical choice because we really do think we're headed to a Dom versus Ray match at WrestleMania. But I don't know. I have a weird feeling that they might pull the soul switcheroo on us here. And it's actually going to be Dawkins or Montez turning on each other. And the Mysterios are actually going to stay together for now. Yeah. I just have a weird feeling. I have a weird feeling. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I personally love the Street Profits so much together. But at some point, they're going to break them up. And they've been kind of so far removed now from the titles. And I feel like that match against RK Bro was felt like a last hurrah to me, at least for like the short term. And so I have a weird feeling that something might happen in the Rumble with them on Saturday. I hope that's uh, not happening because uh, they're like the only real tag team besides the Usos. I mean, you can count the New Day, I guess, but... They're kind of like big Viking Raiders. They they have plenty of real tag teams. Relax. Okay. Any real tag team that's over besides the Usos, it's the it's the Street Profits, and then WWE. And the New Day. WWE. Yeah, but they're like they're RK Bro. They're like make RK Bro ain't lasting. You know what I mean? Those the makeshift tag teams just don't. That's what I mean. But it's like nothing's forever, and I don't know. I have like I said, I have a weird feeling of it. I don't want it to happen, but I just I don't know. It kind of the way they've been booking it, it makes me think that a little bit. And especially when they're really putting all your attention on the Mysterios. A lot of times when they do that, they pull the double switch. All right, well, let's move on to the uh, birthday celebration, which, uh, you know, was flowing over everywhere. And uh, for right reasons, they got me on the box. I was hoping they, they, they did something different. They did. What's in the box? It was great. Uh, they did the brick gimmick. That was wonderful. And then, of course, the grit couple comes out and beats up security. But they didn't touch again. Fine. That's wonderful, even though they've already kind of touched. Seems like whatever. Especially in this moment for me, I kind of looked at it like it wasn't a super heavy promo on the end of the, you know, Beth and, and Edge, which was great. But I just felt like there was something at the end of that that made me feel like I just didn't enjoy it. Like it happened, but nobody did anything. It was just them staring and beating up security. See you on Saturday. It just—I felt like it fell flat. Yeah, I know. It a hundred percent was of like this. This thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You even said it. You're like, I don't know what else they can do, and you were right. So I at least give them credit for making it a unique segment. So it was a reason for you to tune in. But yeah, it was inconsequential. Like it was just a way to get them out there or whatever. Like this thing was already sold. It was already set. There was nothing to add. But that's why we're talking about it in the heat and not the shine. I think so. I mean, I, I feel like overall. It was less on Friday, but more on Monday, JC. It was more about, it felt like an absolute three-hour advertisement for Saturday, which is not wrong. Yeah, that's what go-home shows are, and yeah. what, for the most part, they should be. Right. I just feel like every once in a while, was just, like you said, every everything that happened was insequential. I think if, like, you turned in for the matches that were really good, the two matches we talked about, and then, of course, you know, the spelling bee, but I think you could have really just watched those three segments and not really missed anything. At least that's, I, at least I think so. 
Yeah, the only other thing that I, I'm curious your take on is because we they're continuing to lean into this Damian Priest getting DQ thing again. Him and Owens, actually, if this had a finish, I feel like we would have been talking about this. This is one of the matches of the week because it was really good and promising. And obviously, it was just kind of like an advertiser, which WWE does all the time. But it's getting to the point now where how many times do we come on here and talk about how interesting and great and how much of a good job they've done with Damian Priest? I think the last little bit, they just haven't done anything with him except for kind of make it fucking kind of lame where he just comes out and he gets over whatever. And like, sure, maybe they're leading to some big character thing. That'll be interesting, but I don't know. The road here hasn't been interesting for me. And he's just kind of taking a huge back burner where going into the rumble, he should be a guy we should be thinking as a favorite with the year he had last year. That's a fair assessment. When I look at it, I think they're really pushing this DQ thing. Cause I feel like Austin theory is going to fall ass backwards in the United States championship. At least that's my hope. Because I feel like he's mm-hmm. he's the he's the most I don't know, it just seems like the most logical thing to do at WrestleMania. Like he'll it's a DQ or it's like something chicanerous, or if that's a word, you know, some chicanery will happen or gaga, you know, anything. So I, I look at it that way where I don't know, I just I I'm over the uh the the whole Damian Priest thing and I feel like Damian Priest as a heel wouldn't be as effective with this gimmick either way. So he's kind of stuck with where he is. No? Yeah, no, I feel the same way. So yeah, I, no, I'm let's the same just way. hope that Austin Theory is a United States champion by WrestleMania, or after, at least. That's what I hope, because I agree with you. This, this, uh, I'm bugging out my eyes like a cartoon character to let you know that Steam isn't coming out, but I'm angry and I'm going to get DQ'd. It's like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't slip on a banana peel. You know, yeah, yep. know it is what it is. Anyway... I think there's unless it's there's anything time. Else. Let's go. Let's go. Let's All right. go. Enough so ladies, this shit. ladies and gentlemen, it is now time on Saturday. There's the Royal Rumble, but the Jabberknocker on Tuesday always does prior to the Rumble. The 30 hopes of the Royal Rumble were 15 for me, 15 for JC. If I remember correctly, JC, the original idea came from our boy, the original intern, Trav. So the intern, give, Trav. So I want to give him a special shout out if he's listening, Trav. We love you and thank you for this original idea because we've had a lot of fun with it over the years. Uh, so let's get right into it, JC. I will let you start off because that's gentlemen's uh, agreement. Go ahead. Well, since you're letting me go first, WrestleMania, I'm gonna do my most ridiculous hope first. Yes. And this is this is for you. This oh, is God. for you, WrestleMania. So you know, there's always that intrigue when you get to the end of the Rumble, and now there's only one guy left to come out, and it's like, what the hell? Who could it be? Who could it be? So at number thirty, and you gotta bear with me here because this this is ridiculous. At number thirty. CM Punk's music hits and it's just, it's just running. It's just running and running probably for a good 20 to 30 seconds. And the crowd is just going nuts and whatever and whatever. But then all of a sudden CM Punk actually walks out. CM Punk is on the ramp pointing to his wrist, but instead he doesn't yell his clobbering time. He pauses, grabs a mic, looks directly into the camera camera and says, Send Hook. Yeah. Out comes Hook to enter the Royal Rumble. Hook in WWE. Hook at the Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. I mean, I just like, you You get the CM Punk pop, you get the Hook pop. Most ridiculous in the world. It can never happen, as we know, but I mean, wow, I'm something. not even the biggest Hook guy. I like Hook a lot, yeah. but woo. Ah, that's uh, that's my hope number one, WrestleMania. Wow. CM Punk comes out, sends Hook, Hook enters the Rumble. Wow. Wow, are you starting off hot? I, I I I like to I like to dip my toe into these. You went on you went into the deep end very quickly. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna gingerly get into this one, folks. So I'm thinking about this. We haven't really had this stare down, and I think this is probably the best place to have the stare down. 
My number one hope, not number one, but my first hope anyway, is that AJ Styles is, you know, doing his thing, killing it, doing whatever. And then a mystery, sort of mystery entrant is that Edge comes out. We finally get the showdown. And they're going back and forth and they're, you know, yapping at each other, doing whatever. And then the next entrant comes out, Von Wagner, and eliminates both of them <laughs> to a chorus of boos. Get on the van wagon. <laughs> Vaughn Wagner with the most head-scratching moment where he eliminates and takes away one of the greatest moments in Royal Rumble history, and the crowd's going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? And I, I will lose it if Vaughn Wagner comes even remotely close to this, but God damn it, it would make me chuckle. So Vaughn Wagner ruining everybody's good time in the Rumble. There you have it. It is confirmed. Nestle is a closet Von no, Wagon no, I'm not, rider. I'm not even going to say closet. Yep, I'm is. on the wagon. I'm I, on the I, wagon. I, I literally Nestlemania. I'm going through all the NXT guys. I'm thinking, who would be the coolest? You know who wasn't anywhere near the top of the list? Von Wagner. But that is an incredible hope because that's how you make heels, baby. Yeah. Just with one fell swoop. Uh, so, yeah. So, we've uh, done two men's Royal Rumble hopes. So, I figure, you know what? Why not jump over to the women's Royal Rumble? And I, I do have a bunch for the woman. Um, I have a lot of returns on my list. But there's one here that kind of, when I was thinking about it, I was like, whoa, this is actually still a possibility. Because there's someone who technically, their contract is not expired left. She hasn't been on WWE TV in over a year. She, Because uh, she pretty much was done. I believe she had a kid. But in the Women's Royal Rumble, you know what I used to love, Nestle? Adventure time with JC. Da-da. Out comes Kyrie Sane, the pirate princess, as a one last hurrah in WWE, enters the Royal Rumble. I believe her contract isn't up till February, so it can happen. They're short woman in the Rumble. This will get a huge pop because we all love Kyrie Sane. So there you go, WrestleMania. Hope number two for JC is that Kyrie Sane makes a return and an appearance in the Women's Royal Rumble. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to do this one specifically for JC. We don't get just there's there's a lot of uh, women that can come into this women's battle royal. I think there's I think like nine or ten spots left. I'm thinking they've already announced a bunch, so I'm gonna go on the NXT side. We don't get just one member. We don't get just two members. We get all three members of Toxic Attraction, and they run roughshod all over, throwing bitches out left and right until they get down to one person, Mickey James, and then of course, out comes. In in succession, might I add, 26, 27, whatever. You can look, but you can't touch. So we have <laughs> the old bitches, <laughs> the new bitches, and we just have a barn burner of just toxic attraction. The Bellas just going at it with Mickey James. I think it's good for everybody. I think it'd be a fun time. And I think having that stare down with like, oh, you think you know how to run this? We actually run this kind of thing would be Awesome. I think you would pop for it. I would pop for it. Bellas versus Toxic Attraction in general to me screamed WrestleMania or at least take up Santa Deliver. But I think it's money. Looks like go. money. It smells like money. Mm. And Mandy and Mickey, I never thought of that. That's like a dream match for yeah, me. Yeah, there you go, That's baby. incredible. Yep. There well, the go. next one, you know what? When I come through these hopes, I like to think of a lot of different things. But you know what? I also like to pander to some of our boys. And I also would enjoy this too. But for me, there's another man who had a two-week-only special. Selling t-shirts, which means, which ends before the rumble, you know, he's gone, but he might not be gone for long, but you know what? I've always wanted to see this guy at the next level. So I'm having a little bit of a rebel heart here. Nestlemania. Ugh. I want Johnny Gargano in the men's Royal rumble. You know what? 
I think he'd be a great Iron Man. I think he'd be a great uh, Final Four surprise guy because he's a guy I think that could be a staple of the WWE mid-card for the next decade. He's so freaking likable. He showed his range towards the end of his NXT run with the, the way that he can not only lead a faction, but also be a very effective heel. He showed that he has those... WWE main roster tendencies of the Miz, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens that Vince loves so much that Johnny Gargano could literally do anything for them. And we know he's one of the best in the ring. So honestly, like my comparison to him is a Sami Zayn like career. And I think he could knock that out of the part. So why not have him resign, make his return at the Royal Rumble and have an amazing showing because that rebel hot, that rebel hot. Sorry, my voice is fucked up today. So it's hard to say. Yeah. JC's a woo girl. He went to the bar and woo. Yeah. Jesus. All right. So now something that I think was you know completely different. You know, Johnny. Yeah, I'm sure TJ will be fapping to it. It's fine. Uh, here's something that I thought was interesting. Ah, screw it. You know what? I was going to wait for this, but I'm going to do it right now. So anyway, I was talking to people about their hopes, and my boy Tony said, "Adam, here's a ridiculous hope. Here's a ridiculous hope that I know you're not going to like. JC will like, and pretty much anybody that listens to wrestling will like this. All right. So we're in the middle of the Royal Rumble. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. You know, six people left in the men's and. All of a sudden, it comes to like 26, and it goes, and, whoa, and you're like, what, what? <laughs> Cody Rhodes comes out with, you know, they're only smoking mirrors because they got to do the WWE stuff because they just have to. Cody Rhodes comes out, crowd goes fucking insane. And they're like, holy shit, this is fucking happening. The, the forbidden door, yada, 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 yada. Okay, so Cody's, you know, doing his thing with his Cody thing, and he, you know, whatever. 27 comes out. And here comes the money. Here we go. <laughs> so now Cody turns around and he's like, what the fuck is this? So, because we can't have Vince McMahon take on AEW. So we have Cody Rhodes and Shane McMahon. This is, you know, in the land of, you know, Tony and Captain Flafluga. But honestly, you get there and you have that stare down that moment. You're like, Shane McMahon and Cody Rhodes. Holy fucking fuck. And of course, they eliminate each other. They're still brawling, whatever. But that's not where we're done, JC. This is, this is Tony's hope, so Ooh. this is where it goes. It leads, folks. You would think, oh, you know, Shane McMahon, WrestleMania street fight against somebody. Maybe it's Cody Rhodes. Tony said, not, 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 not. He said, basically what we should have at WrestleMania is Cody Rhodes is defending the honor of AEW. WWE is being defended by Shane McMahon. But there's something that Cody Rhodes wants that he can never have unless he goes back to the WWE. So he's going to have Cody pick three guys. Shane McMahon pick three guys. And at the very first time ever in WrestleMania history, we'll have Cody Rhodes and his three guys, Shane McMahon and his three guys, in his father's creation at <clears throat> War Games. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. That's Tony's hope right there. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. But there you go. I, thought I mean, I had a crazy AEW hope too, so I respect. Yeah, I was. Uh, if you didn't mention Cody, I was going to have him uh, enter the Royal Rumble and win it because you know then he could get his world title that he could never get yeah, in AEW allegedly. Um, but no, uh, that's that's very good. I like anything Cody. Uh, I'm in. So for me, WrestleMania, I'm looking here. I have some good ones, but you mentioned your precious Forbidden Door. You know, it's obviously there. There clear. There seems to be a little relationship at least that may may have been started. With impacts, there's an opportunity for, you know, maybe some other stars to come in. Obviously, Mickey in there. And I'm looking, and on their men's roster, there's always been one guy that's always fascinated me. And one guy that just, like, screams stardom, and always has. I know our boy Dom is very big on him, too. 
But if there is someone in the men's Royal Rumble to kick down the forbidden door from Impact, I want it to be Chris Bay. I have always thought this guy, whenever I have watched Impact or looked at Impact, he has been a guy that always jumped off the page for me. He's a guy that maybe I think someday could be in WWE and have a really good shot. I think he brings a lot to a table. So he's a guy I would love to have a little taste of in the Rumble because, you know, obviously Impact has a lot of ex-WWE guys. They could bring them in, whatever. But we've never seen Chris Bay in the ring with a lot of these people. So that would be really cool to see. It could be a teaser for someday down the door. But to me, this would be a true, like, quote, unquote, for your little forbidden door marks. This would be something that would be really cool for me. I think that's a wonderful idea. Uh, Chris Bay, a lot of, you know, I think a lot of people would think, huh? I think if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you know how great he is. Uh, but if you don't, you're kind of going to just scratch your head. For me, I think that crowd, though, it would pop big so it would sell it. Because as we yeah. see in the Rumble, they're very smart. Sure, that that's great. I'm gonna go with your last. Uh, I'm gonna jump off of what you just said with the Forbidden Door because we're kind of in the in the crux of what we're doing here. So everybody's been talking about the Forbidden Door and getting ready for this person and for that person. And I just feel like, I just feel like you're gonna get disappointed. And I was thinking to myself, what former WWE name could be out there that would take a Royal Rumble spot and be the most disappointing person in the in the entire world? Zack Ryder. Exactly. Yes, Zach Ryder. Zack Ryder. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, who could disappoint? I mean, after the weekend he had with G- GCW, the crowd fucking throwing shit at him. All I could think about was, oh my God, Zack Ryder's here. That's what the crowd's actually going to sound like. Just crickets. Just fucking crickets. But, it, you know, whatever. It is what it is. He has re, you know, reinvented himself, but I just think that'd be funny as hell and getting so many people upset. So my pick would be Zack Ryder as, a, as the only forbidden door. And that people would be so upset because that's the idea of WWE screwing everybody. I mean, honestly, I think this one's going to happen because what do you think? It makes so much sense with the year he's had. And he's so like independent working for everyone that it just like it would work. And WWE and him would, he would, and you know, he would be all in for it. So yeah, no. And I, uh, I think not only is that a good hope, I think it's a very strong possibility for me. WrestleMania, I'm going back to the women's Royal rumble here. And um, once again, their 30 spot, um, you know, we saw John Cena come back when no one expected it and win the Royal Rumble because he was injured. So my hope is pretty simple. Sasha Banks supposed to be out injured for this Royal Rumble. I wanted to come back at 30 like Cena did and win the whole damn thing and set up that match at WrestleMania. Sasha's never won a Rumble. She's going to win one at some point. So why not now? Well, you know how much you love Sasha. So we're going to let that one go. We uh, all do. Boston loves Sasha. Come on. No, nah, I think you love Sasha. Anyway, that's our let's girl. That's our hometown girl. Anyway, moving on to something else. Uh, in the women's battle royal, I've thought about a lot of different things here. But the one that I thought would be the most realistic and, and also funny as well is that Natalia is going to lose and set a Guinness Book World Records from Aaliyah again for the shortest <laughs> shortest elimination in the Royal Rumble history because they're going to keep going with it and it's going to piss off good old Natty. And I love when Natty gets very mad and goes, ah! you know, like all that stuff. So Natty, shortest <coughs> elimination ever in the Royal Rumble for the women. I like it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so for me, my next one, you know, it could be a real easy one to say this guy just comes back. He could easily do a one-off. People would pop big. Whenever you see him on TV, he's always a contender. But I'm kind of going to go a different route with him this time because, you know, our boy, our boy here, he's doing a different project right now that you can you can watch. And so and he's been wearing this costume literally every appearance he's made. So I want John Cena to enter the Royal Rumble as Peacemaker, full full garb, with the helmet, come in, do all his stupid shit. Whoever eliminates him is going to get a huge rub. But I think it would be a cool thing, especially if they played that obnoxious theme song they do for the intro, which is hilarious with all them dancing. If that was his entrance music for it, 
I think it would be a cool little thing. You know, WWE loves cross promotion. Uh, Cena's really tied up, but I'm pretty sure they'd allow him to do this for the cross promotion. So John Cena enters the Royal Rumble as Peacemaker. Peacemaker, you say? Hmm. Oh, so I have this random one that I, not that you, I don't know why this came to my head, but I had it, and I, I just want to make sure I say it before I forget. So my number six um, hope here, Veer finally becomes an entrant into the Royal Rumble. <laughs> But he doesn't make it his entire way down the hall, down the hallway, down the down the aisleway. He gets clipped by Jinder, and Jinder takes his spot in general. So we still have to continue to wait for Veer to finally make his way. So now the joke's not going to be that he's not here. The joke is when is he going to debut and physically do something? So that's my thing right there. Getting clipped and re- and anybody could take his spot, but if it was Jinder, it'd be making me laugh very very hard. Nestlemania for my next hope. Who was our most underutilized talent last year? Oh God. From like two weeks ago, three weeks yeah, ago? from the Knocker Awards. Oh God, I forget. Could we give it to Ricochet? I forget. Io Shirai. Io Shirai. Okay. Io Shirai. All right, all right, you right. know who should be on the main roster? It'd be a contention with all the top women for titles. Io Shirai. You know who should enter the Royal Rumble and be in the final four and have a lot of uh, very good showing, or hell, maybe even win it. Io Shirai. That's my hope. Pretty damn simple. Let's go. Io Shirai. She can have like some good feuds with people at NXT, whatever, but it's time to bring her up. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Get her up there. I want her seeing the best, uh, facing the best week in and week out. What better time to start than Saturday night? She was on my list of hopes, but then I thought, uh, well, whoever gets to it first kind of thing. My my yeah. my original thought here was something ridiculous, and then I thought maybe this one, this one might be the most ridiculous one I'll do. I was thinking about it, how they have the men's and the women's battle royal, but they have in the past done something every once in a while where a woman or a man gets into the, you know, the wrong rumble here or, you know, the opposite rumble, essentially. I'm thinking to myself, who would be interesting? Who would make me jump out of my seat and go, ooh, that'd be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, the only diamond in the diamond mind, Ivy Niles in the men's rumble. And starts throwing out people like Johnny Knoxville. Throwing out people that, like, couldn't, you know, like, Sami Zayn, he'd be fine. Miz, be, you know, like, just find the people that no matter what happens, it'd be fine. You know what I mean? I think that'd be hysterical. But also, it would show you how amazing Ivy really is. She's the only diamond. She really is the only diamond, folks. There's nothing better and bigger. And, um, I mean, you could throw in Roderick Strong, which I think is a shoe in for the Rumble. But I would, I would really like to see Ivy in the men's. I think that'd be awesome. Big fan of Ivy Nile. I think she could be a big star someday. So I am with you on that one. Uh, next up, WrestleMania. You know, I'm kind of going for like, kind of like looking for like to solidify some of the mid carders we have on that main roster um, with some people from NXT. And there's one guy who's, I mean, he's getting called up. He just signed a new deal. So he's not going anywhere. He's primed. I, he might've been in the rumble one time, a couple years ago. He's primed, I think for a main roster run uh, very soon. And he's primed for a really good showing in this rumble. But where I would mix him in is, you know, Poor Cesaro, you know, he had Ricochet as his friend going up against Sheamus and Ridge Holland, but Sheamus has seemed to put an end to the Ricochet, even though I can watch them fight forever. Cesaro kind of needs a friend. And there's someone who kind of makes sense there because before Ridge Holland was a protege of Sheamus, he seemed to be a protege of another man. And that is close your ears, Cap, because I know you're not a fan of him. The Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne, in the Royal Rumble. You can have him mix it up, maybe hang out with Cesaro a little bit uh, because, I mean, Pete Dunne and Sheamus, sign me up. Uh, so that, that writes itself, and then eventually you can do Pete Dunne and Cesaro. But those are the type of matches where you know people are going to get wrestle bonus for. Pete Dunne's fantastic. The, I think the character work can be good. Um, it's at the next level. It's going to take a little more work from him, but I think he can do it. He's young. He's ready. He's ready for the call-up, and I think he's a guy that could be a surprise man here in the Royal Rumble to make a big impact. Oh, 
You do like the bruiser weight. I do like the knuckle thing. I just wish he wore knee pads. I don't know why I get really upset when I see people without knee pads. I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel like it's yeah. nonsense. Anyway. I mean, the toughest thing for him is always going to be his size. But they have they have him play a character that is bigger than what he looks, which I think helps. But the size will always be the biggest thing. That's why our boy Cap, resident shy, size shamer, much like you, is very anti pita Listen, Cap and I are cut from the same cloth, okay? Cap and I are just two yeah. jack dudes. Size shamers. No, two jack dudes yeah. oh, with yeah. great hair. <laughs> And just no, physical just. specimens. That's what we are. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's the funniest thing you've ever said. Ah, oh, you physical specimen. Well, You're a specimen, all right. Well, there's only one of me, that's for sure. That's for that. <laughs> all right, anyway, I'm going to get back to what I was going to do here. <clears throat> I was trying to think about, like, if there's any legends, right? Like, they got to throw a legend in there. They do every once in a while. But here's what I was Carlito thinking. again. Stop with the Carlito. Who gives a shit about a Carlito? He was in it last year. It was awesome. Ooh, okay, great. Wonderful. And guess what? Nobody wanted to keep him back because it's fucking Carlito. Um, Stud. They already did the RVD riddle thing, so we know that's not going to happen. But the thing that I was thinking about was this. Damian Priest is going to be in that battle royal. You know what I'd love to see? We kind of talk about this an awful lot. And he's been kind of like reliving his life and like getting better. He might have to put some Just for Men gel in his hair. But imagine if Damian Priest was beating up motherfuckers back, you know, back and boom, 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 doing his, you know, kicks and flips and all that stuff. And all of a sudden you just hear, and Razor Ramon comes out, right? Like Razor Ramon, like the actual character, Uzi Machismo, Scott Hall doing his thing, and then kind of looking at Damian Priest, like sizing him up, looking at him, being like, you are such a ripoff and just throwing the toothpick at him and going for it and then bag of shit, you know, all the, all, all the stuff he did. I think that'd be cool. Cause again, I always clamor for those like back in the day, like doink clown, you know, Booker T Kevin Ash's diesel, like all that shit. Like I love, 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 love that stuff. And I think razor Ramon, people have an affinity for razor Ramon. You're never going to get a Bret Hart or, you know, you know, you know, like Shawn Michaels at this point doesn't want to come out and parade out without his bald head. And that's beside the point. But like, That'd be pretty cool. I think Razor Ramon, I think that'd be pretty sweet, personally, because I, I I love that character, and I think that would be a really cool moment. So that's what I'm going to pick, Razor Ramon. I like it. You might need a stand-in, though, because I don't know if he could get over the top rope. Hell, I don't even know if he could get under the top rope. It's but, a uh, battle I mean, royal. You punch, you kick, struggle, ah, throw somebody It's out. a royal rumble. Next up, uh, for me, this was pretty simple. Dun, 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 dun. Lacey Evans, we need to bring some class back to the women's division. Lacey Evans, I mean, she was rumored to freaking win the title at WrestleMania last year till she got pregnant. So um, she's been getting in shape as she's been uh, showing on her social medias. So she's probably ready for a return. I'd pop big for this. I think there's more work for her to do in the WWE. And uh, I love her finisher. I love her gimmick. I think uh, Raw would be a lot better with her on the roster because she can do so much, uh, especially as a heel. So give me the return of Lacey Evans. I had that listed, but I, I mean, I'm not going to jump on it, but this is like an additional, like guess, little tidbit. I wanted her to specifically target Liv Morgan because I feel like Liv Morgan Ooh. and her would have a really good back and forth. I like that. I like that a I lot. I think that that Liv could really benefit from somebody like her because at least Lacey like Evans, it. it goes all the way into the deep end of being a heel. And I feel yes. like that would really help Liv right about now. So I agree with you. Uh, fuck you for taking my uh, one of my hopes, but that's okay. I've got plenty of them. Hey, we just combined for one hope. Look at that. We, with our powers combined, will bring back Lacey Evans. Chopper uh, uh, Knocker Planet. Planet. <laughs> Water, wind, bag of wind. 
Uh, anyway, I'm going to say <laughs> somebody that we both love very much in the Women's Battle Royal. I'm sorry, Women's Royal Rumble. I don't know if I keep saying Battle Royal. Women's Rumble. I, w- I don't think it's going to happen, but with all these people being retired and having problems. Yes! Then, yes! I can't do the squeal. But Paige. Paige comes back. If my, <laughs> come on, my If my face. voice wasn't, wouldn't crack, I'd do it for you, but... And literally, like, my voice is cracking every time I try to talk, so. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, I know she looks different now with her face and stuff, but, like, and she's made jokes of it, but I just love Paige. I I fucking think she got a raw deal, and I think that'd be, like, one of those whoa moments, like, holy fucking shit, she's coming back. This is cool. And she, we know how good she is, and she always looks great, so I think she's so She's so young. She's so young. She will be back someday. I really do, because we've seen people, like, these guys coming back, like, being much older and everything, like, She's still so young that she will. I think she will get an opportunity someday. I would love for it to be because, I mean, I actually, my hope was to have her win the Royal Rumble and face Charlotte at WrestleMania because I think that'd be a big money feud. And, um, you know, especially because Paige would come back as this monster, like over baby face and you have the mega hail and Charlotte. I think that'd be a great build. But so, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Look at that in WrestleMania. We just used each other's hopes for those two combined. So that means we can do even more, baby. And for me, you know what? I've already done a couple number 30s, but you know, number 30 is the last one. If you don't have someone big, you get Mysterio getting booed out of the building. So that's why they always put Dolph Ziggler there because they don't care because it's Dolph Ziggler. But for me, there's another guy here that isn't really officially anywhere that, I mean, he does, there hasn't been a lot of like smoke around him coming back, but it's something that I really think could be a possibility. I don't think it is, especially what my hope's going to be. But at number 30, Bray Wyatt returns, wins the Royal Rumble, and faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania wow. for the WWE Championship. This could be a different Brock Lesnar. Obviously, we've I believe we saw this. Uh, have we seen this before? Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar? I don't believe so. I'm I don't think we have. So that's why it kind of intrigues me. I know Bray can be kind of underwhelming, but I think it's something that people would really pop for. It would be interesting. Um, and if obviously I think if Bray Wyatt's coming back to WWE at all, he'd want to be a, a top guy. And I think people would embrace him as a top guy. So uh, if they decide to go this direction, I think it would be pretty cool. I don't know why I think this is not going to happen, but I really, really, truly just, this is a hope. This is a hope section. So I got to be hopeful. I just think that we're going to have a backstage segment somewhere in the rumble where someone's drawing a number, you know, out of their, their bingo thing. And they're like, Oh, this is a pretty decent number. But maybe they're down on their luck and they need some money. So they trade their number to Mr. To the Moon. Buys a good number. (laughs) Enters in the Rumble even though he shouldn't. And I think having Cameron Grimes kind of do his thing from NXT, but I feel like he's another guy where, like, he can't really do much more in NXT. He needs to be on the main roster. I think this is a great way to get the money thing over. Buy a number. Kind of like you can do the Million Dollar Man thing without being the Million Dollar Man. I just love, love, love the idea of Cameron Grimes in general. I think he's fantastic in the ring. I think he's he's got... Here's the thing to me. I think I know you're going to be over when I can intimidate... Uh, sorry, not intimidate. When I can... Uh, what's the word? I, I can basically just do your voice, right? Like, they say, you know, that, you know, it's a sincerest form of flattery, basically, is just say, you know, doing, a, a, you know, a, an impression of somebody. So I think, like, he has a very specific tone. I think he's a star. Let's give it up for Mr money bags himself. Cameron Grimes. 
I, I like it. Cameron Grimes is another guy I think could be the master, a master of the mid card on the main roster. I think NXT has a lot of those guys. And I mean, obviously they could have their chance in the main event someday, but I just look at these guys and like, yeah, these are legitimate guys on the WWE roster week in and week out can be there, put on good matches, good promos, be entertaining. They've proven to evolve. So I like that. WrestleMania for me, I'm uh, I'm looking to make a little history here. You know, I'm looking to make a little history and uh, her man, already works for WWE, so there's a connection there, but I'm looking for the first former AEW full-timer to show up in WWE. The women's division can always use more depth, so why not a little big swole in the Royal Rumble as a newest member to either the Raw or SmackDown roster? Probably Raw, because that's where her uh, buddy Cedric is, but uh, I think this would be cool because it would be the first one. I think it's a cool opportunity. Obviously, it ended very sour for her in AEW, so, um, you know, uh, WWE, I'm sure, would love to really, like, stick a little extra in the wound. But uh, I mean, she's someone like she proved in her feud with Britt Baker that maybe she has a little bit of range in terms of the entertainment type of stuff. So uh, I think, I mean, we talk all the time about the lack of depth on Ron Smackdown. I think she's another person that isn't going to be a world beater on the roster, but could be a very good member of the roster. And uh, it'd be historic. So give me big swole in the Royal Rumble. Okay. Big swole in the Rumble. So I don't think that was actually interesting to something that I know will absolutely disappoint most of our listeners. I'm thinking in the women's uh, battle royal, Dana Brooke is in there. And in the middle of it, she's oh going to have a 24-7 segment where she has to lose it. I'm going to say in the middle of that battle royal, in the middle of the Royal Rumble, she's going to lose it to Tamina. I don't know why. They keep doing it for months. They keep doing it for months. Why not do it now with Tamina? Nobody will care. It'll be great. Dana's still going to do her thing. I think Reggie can console her. But Tamina as a 24-7 champion in the middle of the women's battle royal needs to happen. Needs to happen because nobody's meaner than Tamina. Worst hope of all time. Not only did it involve the 24-7 title, it involved Dana Brooke and Tamina. Da, 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 oh, my God, it's disgusting. How many do we have left that uh, you have to on do number that? 12. Your you're on number 12. Oh, wow. It feels like I've done way more. One, uh, for two, me, three, I four. Mean, you have four hopes. Four hopes. All right. Well, that's plenty. Uh, for me, I mean, she came back for a dewdrop of time. And then she was gone again. But why not bring her back again? Because, and now, presenting Eva Marie. She has an OnlyFans now. Uh, I'm sure she's making a ton of money off that because that seems to be a big cash cow for folks like Eva Marie. But you know what? She's a heat magnet. Even if it's just for one night, she can come in, put someone over and leave because that's pretty much what she did in her last run because it wasn't just a dewdrop of time for her. But give me Eva Marie in the Royal Rumble, baby. You said OnlyFans is the only thing I can think about right now. I don't know why. Like, I can't get off. I, whatever. It's fine. I need to move on. I need to I need to relaunch this into my brain to something else. I don't think this is necessarily going to be something that's an entry or whatever, but I, I just think that this should be a spot, right? Like, I, we haven't gotten really specific on things like this. I think that Ridge Holland should Ooh. rip Ricochet out of the Royal Rumble and break his face. I think that, I, not legitimately, but they do a spot that makes it look like he breaks his face. Because honestly, they keep, you know, they keep calling back to it. I think having Sheamus eliminate him, and then they just club him down and beat him. And I, I, I think, here's the thing. You can add a mask to Ricochet. He's already a superhero. It'll look fucking cool. He can, uh, he can play off of it. It'll be an eye for an eye or a nose for a nose or whatever the fuck it is. I'm not saying actually hurt the guy. I'm just saying from a storyline standpoint. But I feel like Ricochet doesn't get any of these things. And I think that if he did, he would absolutely do a great job with it. And honestly, there's not a lot of Ricochet merchandise, folks. I think a Ricochet mask, if they do it correctly, you could do a really good job with it, honestly. And I think having Ridge Holland getting you know some you know, pew, pew, pew all over himself would be good. 
I think that's why I'm excited for this. I, we don't, haven't really called a lot of spots lately. I couldn't even think about what Kofi is going to do, but it is what it is. He's done so many things. It's hard to come up with a new thing. And um, obviously we know uh, Casey Cotanzaro uh, did a few of those in the women's too. And Naomi's done some. And I mean, Ricochet's another guy who can do them. So there'll be something for sure with a, uh, with a combination of all those people. But for me, that's my next one. You know, I love a good heater. I really do. In this spot, it's been done plenty of times. But I think in this one, it would really piss people off because Charlotte's entering the Rumble as a champion. So... I mean, obviously, the earlier she's in, she's going to last till the end anyways, but at least, like, you know, they'll really, she'll get her spots. But what I'm looking for is to kind of set something up, set something up big for a big pop. Charlotte enters at one, and she's just running train on the entire beginning of the Royal Rumble. All your favorites come out. The returning legends, Mickey James comes out. See ya. Oh, a young, a young star comes out. See ya. And she's just, you get a surprise here and there. See ya. Then all of a sudden, I don't know, we get to like 12 or 13. And there's someone we haven't even mentioned yet that I think if she comes back is definitely a favorite to win it. But if they do this spot, she doesn't necessarily have to win it to set it up. And that is the return of Bailey to come out and to be the one to get rid of Charlotte, get that big pop. Bailey, she can still be her like weird delusional character we saw at the end, but more of like the likable vigilante type uh, and a feud with Charlotte, obviously, you know, these two can be money, can happen at WrestleMania. Uh, if they go that direction, it would be huge. And neither of them would have to win the Rumble for it to happen. So, yeah, that's my hope is that Charlotte comes in, gets the massive heater, tossing everyone out. And out comes Bailey to take care of her for the crowd. We can talk more about this next segment here uh, later, I guess, if we want you to get really into the weeds very quickly. But I just thought to myself, it's Royal Rumble season. I think it's a very good shot that Brock Lesnar's winning this whole fucking thing anyway. So Brock Lesnar is going to be throwing people out, doing his Brock Lesnar thing towards the end here. And then we finally get it, folks. We had one dream match, you know, earlier in the night with Brock and Bobby. Bobby wins the championship. Let's not underplay that. But then as we're sitting there, we're like, Brock's going to fucking win this thing. But if he's going to win it, he's going to have to throw out Gunther. And seeing that face-to-face -face with Brock and Gunther, I'm going to sit there and go, oh, boy. Oh, that's a big boy. That's a big boy. That's a big fucking boy. Like, I think just the stare down and then the chopping and the beatings. Oh, man. I, JC, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Walter slash Gunther, but I, I get, I get excited for guys that hit Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar seems to like it. So I want to yeah, see it. I, think I want to see mean, it. And Test the, the crazy waters. thing about, about Gunther is he is freakishly athletic for a guy his size. So Brock, I think, would really enjoy a match with him someday. I think this is obviously quick, but that uh, if they, even if they teased it, kind of like they did with the Keith Lee thing a few years ago, I think that would be massive for Gun uh, Gunther. And uh, I'd, I'd be cool with that for sure. For sure, Nessomania. Next up for me, you know, you uh, kind of said there that Lashley's going to win uh, and uh, Lesnar went to the Rumble. But how about this? Lesnar beats Lashley. Cost reigns the title. So Rollins is the new champion. Takes it over to Raw. But guess what? You know what Roman Reigns hasn't done in a while? Win the fucking Rumble. Uh, Roman Reigns comes in at 30. Everyone's getting their hopes up. Comes in and just fucking gets all his heat back. Standing tall at the Rumble. Brock cost him. Sets up the match that we're probably going to get anyways. So it's just a different route that people aren't thinking about as much. Reigns gets another Rumble in his belt. Another thing to notch on because somehow he lost to Rollins. But people will be happy because Rollins has a title. So there you go. Maybe not everyone's favorite hope. But if I were to do 
have one of the champions lose the titles, I think this one would be more unpredictable. I just think that after the run that Roman Reigns has been on, Seth Rollins feels slightly like eh for me if he wins. Last notch on the melt. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. We've talked about it, but that's why every now and then I just like to look at things a little different just to kind of see what that world would look like. I don't think we've brought this up, but I think that Charlotte's going to end up being, you know, like you said, kind of Brock Lesnar-ish doing her thing. And I think this is another person on NXT that needs to get out of NXT to prove that she's something bigger. Because honestly, I think right now it is not doing her any service at all. Raquel Gonzalez mm. having that moment with Charlotte going toe to toe, maybe even throwing out a Charlotte or maybe throwing out somebody like a Rhea Ripley or somebody that's dominant. I think having you got to have Raquel in this thing because I feel like it's her time. If, if, if you've been parading her around with that weird motorcycle, who cares? But after she lost... She's kind of floundered. Let's get a restart on her. Let's get her out brand new, spanking new. Do something different with her because, honestly, she takes more pictures on Instagram about her back than she does learning moves in the wrestling ring. So she needs to learn some new stuff. Let's get her up on the main roster, see if she can sink or swim. She's definitely headed there, and I think she'll definitely be in the Rumble. But uh, they certainly seem to be teasing a uh, tag team with her and Cora Jade because they probably need people for that tournament. But I would think by WrestleMania, Raquel's going to be on the main roster. So I think you're onto something here. Okay, How on, many do I have left? This is your last one. Make it make it what you need it because this oh, is your then last I got to make it a twofer. I got to make it a twofer no, because you, can't do that. you know, oh, no, it is a twofer. Because you know what it can be? I would love to see both these guys as surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble, but I'll take one. And number one, Maven, baby. I've gotten Shelton Benjamin. I've gotten Carlito. It's time. I've got I've gotten pretty much we got all of them except for this man. And then say it to my face. Two of my favorite entrance songs of all time. Two of my favorite studs of all time. Alex Riley. So Maven and Alex Riley, I'd love them both in. But hell, WWE, I'd take just one, baby. I'd take just one. We're halfway home. Shelton and Carlito have come home. Maven and Alex Riley, you're next. Well, that's funny that you mentioned you're next. If you're fucking doing Goldberg as your last hope, I don't walk away. Ladies and gentlemen, Goldberg out at number 30 and beats everybody. What a way to send everybody home happy. Goldberg destroying your Brock Lesnar or your Randy Orton's or your Riddles. If it was Riddle and Goldberg at the end at WrestleMania, I'd pop for it, but I don't think that's going to happen. But Goldberg coming out, I feel like would have upset so many people from the internet, but overall it would be a positive experience for the rest of the WWE. So I think Goldberg is a shoe in folks to come in here and upset us in every single solitary way. And that's it folks. 30. One, two, three to 30. We did. A, I think we did a pretty good job. What do you think? I think so. I mean, I, I wanted to come out hot with the ridiculous one, but I feel like we uh, throughout had some good ones. I enjoyed more of yours than I expected, except for, you know, there were two that were really fucking bad, but that's to be expected with you. I think that's progress. But uh, yeah, I mean, if any of these come true, I think it would be cool. Uh, but like uh, you put it on Twitter a couple of days ago, if you guys have your own hopes, tweet them at us. We'd love to see them. This, I think, is the most fun time of year in wrestling because you can get crazy, man, of what you think is going to happen because the world is WWE's oyster, man. I do what they want with, whether it's one-offs or leading to more things um, so yeah, I think it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's certainly this is one of the most fun times we have in the podcast all That's year. That's right, and make sure you use that hashtag Thirty Hopes because uh, we want to know what your hope is. So uh, make sure you do that on Twitter or any social media to let us know. Put a picture, tag us, whatever you want to do, because I think it's a uh, it's fun to be interactive with everybody. Uh, you know, and I want to give a special shout out to our boy Danny Grimwood who had the idea. So we want to make sure that we give him positive uh, vibes in what he's doing. 
Uh, but we're going to get into the comeback. And I'm going to give my comeback to a Mr. J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Ha-ha! No, not only was he on SmackDown, baby, but he was also in GCW. And he looked like the fourth member of The Shield with his last Outlaw gimmick beating up uh, Effie, which I thought was probably one of the only good matches that I could enjoy. And uh, he was also on SmackDown. So, again, not only was he working on one promotion, he's got his own podcast. He's working for two promotions. I think this guy is hot right now. So I got to give it to my boy, Double J. What a great heel. Got to love it. There it is. There it is. There's your like. There's your likely legend in the Royal Rumble, by the way. You were at, at, talking about it earlier. They already did that like and three I, years ago, didn't they? I know. But, I, you know, it's WWE. They, you know. Recycle. But for me, WrestleMania, speaking of WWE legends, call to me, call to me. Who's going to stop us now? Summer Rae, baby. WWE legend Summer Rae. She was in the crowd on SmackDown. Her and Natalia, or Natalia's assistant, whoever you want to believe, have had a really fun little back and forth on Twitter the last couple weeks. It's kind of made this interesting, so I'd expect something to happen between those two at the Rumble. I mean, hey, Summer Rae, she was what she was. She was a Fandango assistant for a while, but I think for the most part, she was pretty entertaining. Uh, She's the one who introduced us to... uh, she kind of had a faction going there with the boss and Charlotte at NXT, which is crazy when you go back and look at that. Uh, they were kind of the mean girls of NXT way back in the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, Summer Rae, they needed people to fill this rumble. She has awesome entrance music. She's athletic. Um, people know who she is. So uh, I'm going to give her my comeback this week because you know what? I think it's kind of cool. This is what rumble season's all about. Rumble season is fun. The fact that you called her a WWE legend would probably not sit right with most of the internet. That seemed to be a hot topic. Hey, I mean, that's, I just, I'm just, that's what they called her on TV and I, I believe gonna, them. I was going to say, I, I, legends. I think people need to realize they didn't call her a Hall of Famer. When they call people that are no longer part of the company and they're still coming back, they call them legends because what else are they supposed to call them? Former superstar? Get the fuck out of here. That doesn't roll out the tongue. Legend. Get over it. It's a saying. It doesn't matter. She contributed. She took a bump. Get over it. Get the fuck over it. I think it's now time to get into our uh, big old finish. We have a lot to get to. Yes? A lot to get to? Probably. Yeah, we have. We have have NXT. We have AEW, and we have to pick Royal Rumble, but we can quickly uh, piss through uh, what is coming uh, this week on the Tuesday and Wednesday shows on NXT. We have Cameron Grimes taking on Tony D'Angelo in a number one contender match for Carmelo Hayes title. We have Boa versus Solo Sokoa in a street fight as they continue their feud. Toxic Attraction and a six-woman tag against Kaylee Ray and the in Persia. This is another internet uh, thing that has been really fun on Twitter the last few days. We have a musical performance from Ali J. I ask, who is Ali J? Google her. You might be okay with her musical performance. And then Gunther, the newest name in NXT, uh, speaks on NXT. I think we should start there. Nestlemania. Um, our boy Wes requested that we talk about this because this obviously happened uh, later in the day after we recorded last week. But what are your initial thoughts on the name change? I didn't like Walter be- to begin with. I mean, I, 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 here's the thing. I'm the guy that everybody gets, you know, under, you know, Nestle says this, Nestle says that, right? Whatever. Okay. He chops really fucking hard. He hits really fucking hard. Guess what? That's his fucking gimmick. Can he do things? Great. Does he look like a giant baby coming off the top rope? Yeah, he does. Do you know what I don't care about? His fucking name. Because he's still going to strike fear. And when you look at the goddamn guy, I don't care if you call him Krusty the goddamn clown. He's still going to hurt you. So when people are getting all upset about the Gunther thing... It's like, to me, they probably thought, okay, Walters is probably, I don't know if Walters is actually his real name, but if it is, 
is probably a copyright issue. He probably doesn't want to give it over to WWE. That's smart for him. He can be Walter wherever he wants to be somewhere else someday. It's a smart move. But the name change, everybody's going to pump the brakes on the name change. You just got to let him do his thing. Gunther sounds just fine. I don't, like, to me, I like saying it. I think it's fun. I remember. I like it better, too. Yep. I, I, I think it rolls off the tongue better. I think I'm going to sit there, even if it's out of spite at the beginning, I'm going to sit there, JC, and go, Gunther, Gunther. You see Gunther? Like, it's just fun to fucking say. Like, Walter. It was generic. Everybody, I know a Walter. You, everybody knows a Walter. How many Gunthers do you know? Right? Yeah, no, 100%. The, the copyright thing is probably the main motivation, but if I was Walter and I'm, they give me a list of names, I would choose this one too. But here's the thing. He's supposed to be a big intimidating heel, kind of has been. Walter doesn't really strike fear into me. Gunther, much better chance to strike fear into me. It fits. I think it works. I think this is a good news for him too because it means they have big plans for him. So yeah, I'm all in on the Gunther name change. I don't know how they couldn't be. I I, I understood how, how everybody got upset because at the end of people NXT... People hate change in WrestleMania. People hate change. Hey, listen. You That's need... been NXT in a nutshell. People hate change. Hey. But for those of us who have been watching the 2.0, I think we've really enjoyed it. I think most of the people who are trying to detract it, they aren't fucking watching it because if they were, they wouldn't be this critical. I will say this much. You need change to make a dollar and you need a dollar to make money. So you know what? I would say that Gunther <laughs> is more money than Walter. I would go out on a limb and say that much because honestly, if they're, willing, if they're willing to do something with him, that means that he's not going to be on NXT for very long. And I think Imperium's coming up very quickly, very quickly, all three together. I think so too. So any I mean, thoughts I mean, on any, I mean, of any of the matches? No. Any of the matches uh, this week? Cameron Grimes shouldn't win. It should go over to Tony D because that seems like the more logical standpoint. Wow. Heel versus heel? See, yeah. I think Grimes will win and it'll be kind of Grimes' swan song in NXT is putting over Hayes and then maybe Hayes and uh, D'Angelo down the road. I just uh, That's the way I see it. I mean, you're probably right. You're going to be right about it. But I just feel like there's more mileage out of Tony D than there is with the Cameron Grimes. Like, I, I just, agree. I but don't want Cameron Grimes think about on my... NXT. It's, Cameron Grimes isn't going to... You want him up. The easy, he's not going to go up so he puts someone over. That's yeah, what they fine. do. So. I feel like he always put... He put over fucking... What's his name? The Vink. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So whatever. Yeah, and then LA Knight put him over. So it's all good. What goes around comes around. Dynamite. Uh, we have Cody versus Sammy in a unification ladder match. Never seen that done before. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, taking on Orange Cassidy, baby, in a lights out match, baby. We have, uh, they're not the inner circle anymore. It's Jericho and Santana and Ortiz taking on Garcia and 2.0. I literally just fell asleep reading that. And then match of the night, Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. Thoughts on AEW? I love Layla Hirsch, so I just want her to beat up Fucking red velvet. I just I can't. I red velvet on my TV. No thank you. No fucking. Your thank hatred you. for red velvet is so weird to me because she's not. She's fine. No, she's not like, even special. But listen, she's fine. No, she's good looking. She has the right attitude, but it's like in the ring. It's just like, what the fuck are you on TV for? You are literally like. I know. I know. There, like, you can say. You can say that about a lot of the AWs. I know. I'm just Woman's saying. Roster. There's just a lot of stuff that I'm like. You're parading out stuff, and I know you're giving people a chance, but Layla Hirsch is so much better. She, that, that woman should that woman should be the TBS champion after the person that beats Jade. I think Layla Hirsch should be in a stratosphere. I really do. I think she's great. Interesting. Uh, Cody in the the ladder match. One of these matches has to start, and one of these matches have to end. I assume to, the that the ladder match will end the night. The lights out will begin the night. It's in fucking Beach Blast and fuck in the middle of Ohio. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> in fucking January. Yeah, where there's no beach. <sighs> Makes probably, no goddamn sense. But whatever. Yeah. Beach Blast. Uh, Tony Khan, right on the nose, knows exactly what he's doing. Never wrong about anything. Uh, so I would imagine Cody wins, and I imagine Adam Cole wins, baby. I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion. Again, you give him what they want, but. I don't know if I really care about either of these things. 
Yeah, I agree, which is why we're going to move on to our Royal Rumble predictions. Give us five stars, five flames on all podcasting platforms. Jobberknocker.com is where you can see the full staff predictions, as well as all the great articles from our staff, especially on AW, NXT, Impact, New Japan, and all the world of wrestling. So check that out there as well. Uh, tpublic.com slash Jobberknocker for the merch. Twitter at Jobberknocker, Instagram at Jobberknocker, Facebook at Jobberknocker. The staff handles on Twitter are on the thread. A lot of good hopes from everyone. So uh, feel free to talk to people. But Nestlemania. We have to do predictions. And first up, there are four matches and two rumbles. We will start with the matches. Singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defends against Dewdrop. I think this is a no-brainer for Becky Lynch, correct? Uh, yes, we're going to both put Becky in here. I also wanted to just say that uh, there are more matches in this for from uh, our boy TJ, so I just wanted to make sure that you have everything that we need. So I just wanted to make sure yeah, that there, there, I just want to make sure. There should be four matches and two rumbles. I have, just want to let show, we have the, we have the Bobby Brock Becky Dewdrop, yes. Edge and Beth, yes. Roman Reigns, yep. Usos, yep. Baker, Viking Raiders. Oh, is that booked? Uh, I did not. That's not listed on here. And then Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn for the IC Championship. I don't know if these are, but he put them in there. Neither, yeah, neither of those are on the official match. Maybe they get added, but they're not there. Um, we can predict them if you want, but they're not currently listed. I just wanted as to give you the matches. option because I know that someone's going to say we didn't do it fully. So I will pick Sami Zayn winning the IC Championship. Uh, what would you say? I'd say Zayn and Usos, but Zayn's in the Rumble, so I don't think they're going to do that. So Shinsuke Nakamura is um, going to beat him. Okay. No, I said Zayn and Usos. Okay, fine. Then, then, then say Zayn. Bad at listening. I did. I said Zayn and Usos, but I don't think this match is happening. Okay, well, like I'm, also going to pick, I'm also going to pick the Usos. Now you can go back to your regular scheduled predictions. Go. All right, now we're going to pick matches that actually exist on the card. Uh, mixed tag match. Edge and Beth Phoenix take on The Miz and Maurice. To me, this is a squash match for Edge and Beth Phoenix. This is uh, between, this is before the last match of the night, which is like the men's rumble. And this is just, they come out and beat the fuck out of them and uh, have a good night. Do it, coward. No, because I have like a six point lead. I have a six point lead. And everybody's just- So you're a coward then. So you're a coward. You should pick who you think's going to win this. No, because like, no, listen, I'm going to pick Edge and Coward. No, you're a coward. Wow. No, I listen. Wow. I have so to win here. If you win predictions, there'll be an asterisk because it'll say was a coward and did not properly pick who we think he was going to win because he's a coward. No, you're just trying to goat me so that you can get closer because you're far, far behind you, me. You literally said last week you wanted to pick Miz and Maurice, so I'm trying to get you to pick correctly. Maybe you're right and I'm wrong. Fine. You, you shouldn't be swayed you. by my dominant. You. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. I hate that you You are worse than my brother. You are. You know how to... Uh. I hate you so much. I'm Imagine gonna, taking Miz and Maurice, yes, baby. Yes, I'm gonna fucking. Take, we move on. I fucking hate you so much. I hate you. Fucking. Guys. I'm just trying to keep the show on the rails. God damn it. Uh, next up, we have a singles match for the SmackDown Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defends against Seth freaking Rollins. Tribal Chief, notch on the belt. Give me Roman Reigns. Wow. I didn't. You you said you said Seth Rollins in your hope though. Yeah, that was a hope. That's uh, a hope, not a prediction. Well, I'll give you a prediction. Roman Reigns. There I, you go. Oh, wow. We're like going. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. No, I, I mean, granted, I think, could it happen? Of course. That's what I think is so intriguing about this. But I just, I've seen this as another notch on Roman's belt. The final notch, maybe, before he loses it. Uh, next up, we have Brock Lesnar defending against Bobby Lashley in the dream match. Nestlemania. I know a lot of people want Lashley. I think it'd be cool, but I think this is a Brock Lesnar retain job. I'm picking Lashley. I'm going all in. I think if I'm going to lose, I'm going to go down swinging. I am picking, you pick Brock, I'm picking Lashley. I think it's 
inevitable that Lashley eventually. I, here's the other thing too. I don't think I'm going to be right, but if I am, it'll it'll it cement something in my brain. He has yet to have those pleats on his belt, and I know that could be a swerve, and that's fine. But Brock has yet to put those Brock belts uh, side. Did they were on. they still not on last night? They were still not I on last night. Look. And that to me makes right. me feel like maybe they're not trying because it doesn't fucking matter because it wasn't meant to be to begin with. So I think Roy Rumble, they just switch it back to whatever the fuck it was supposed to be, which is what Brock Lesnar will win the men's Royal fucking Rumble. That's still going with a chalk. I can't hate it because, I mean, I think if that happens, he's obviously probably going to win the Rumble. But we're going to start with the Women's Royal Rumble first, WrestleMania. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, hoopla going on with this right now. Um, but to me, I think we're getting a back-to-back winner. I do think Bianca Belair is going to win. My dark horse is still Rhea Ripley. Uh, I think Alexa Bliss will be there at the end. I do think Bailey returns and has a good showing. I think Charlotte has a strong showing. Raquel Gonzalez is probably in this and eliminates the most people. I think Oscar returns. Um, I would. I think Io Shirai is going to be in this as well and hopefully get called up. So I do think that there's going to be a lot going on. But I think Bianca Belair is going to win. Um, and yeah, I think I could see it coming down to her and Rhea. Is uh, does that what happened last year? It might have been. The it was again. last year. You're right. Yes, last year it yeah. was Rhea, and she. Almost so maybe won. it won't be that exactly, but maybe it's Bianca and Charlotte, or Bianca Charlotte Bailey, or maybe Raquel's in there, or Alexa. I just, I just, for some reason, I just think Bianca's going back to back. I'm picking Charlotte Flair because I feel like it's a scapegoat for if Bailey is ready, great. If not, okay. Charlotte can also pick Sasha if she's ready. You know, it's like a backup Sasha plan. Sasha will be ready for Mania for sure, But I yeah. feel like it's a backup plan to be like, well, shit, this fucking happened. Like, they wouldn't have just thrown her in there for no reason. And if you believe the dirties, uh, we don't necessarily talk about the dirties all the time, JC, but there is rumblings. And I, I did tell you before I found out people were talking about this, that my rowdy, rondy, rousy senses were tingling. Do yeah. You, no, I, what I do you think? think? Is there a I legitimate? I think they want her back. Do you think there's a legitimate I, thing? I think... I 100% believe they reached out. I don't know what kind of shape she's in because she's kind of like lives in Siberia. Um, but the last time she posted anything, she obviously just had the baby. So, uh, but I mean, if anyone getting shaped fast, it's Ronda Rousey. Um, I think that there's a possibility for sure. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to go with no on her returning. Okay. Okay. I, I almost yeah. picked her, but I feel like it's too much of an outreach for me. Like, I feel like it's a waste of a Yeah, pick. I mean, her and if she, her, if she comes back, her and Becky at Mania makes a perfect sense. So I can definitely see it. I just, I don't think they're going there. I think with Becky, there's enough people, like you said, I think you said this, there's enough people in that roster to keep her busy for a while. So they don't yeah. necessarily need a winner on Raw. I feel like SmackDown really needs something special. So I, I think the women's, regardless of what happens, the winner should be a SmackDown lady. I, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I feel. All right. So you think it's Charlotte? I think it's Bianca. We're going uh, We're going pretty chalky. Um, but we go to the Men's Royal Rumble with this one, man. I've just – this one's so hard to predict because it's so, I think, dependent on the matches during the night. If one of those champions lose, loses, I really do think they have a chance to win this thing. Hell, if last year when Rollins are the losers, they have a chance to win this thing. You add them to Big E. You add them to Styles. You add them to KO. Omos, all any other dark horses you want to have, like hell, maybe Drew McIntyre is the one that pulls the scene and comes back. So, I mean, some people think that Gunta could be a surprise one here. I mentioned Bray Wyatt in my hopes. I think there's so many possibilities here that I'm going to let you go first because I honestly, I'm still undecided. I, I didn't convince me. I was thinking about this. I was like, AJ Styles has a real potential here, but I don't see it happening this year. Big E seems like a lock. Right? Like, that seemed like if I had to put my money on people that are actually in the poster. Safest. yeah. Like, in the poster. Yeah. But we all know that they really like to fuck you when it comes to these endings. 
So I feel like I would put my money on someone that's not in the match. That's why I'm going with Brock Lesnar. But I feel like KO's also kind of got this weird thing going on too, where like Seth Rollins could win, become the universal champion, right? And then like, it just seems like there's so many different things. But I'm, I'm going to stick with Brock because I feel like Brock Lesnar has been shoehorned into Money in the Bank, shoehorned into day one, shoehorned into the Royal Rumble. just seems like something that would happen, and it seems like people would go home at least sort of happy, but then we get back into where we're supposed to be for Royal Rumble, and I feel like Vince McMahon is the type of person to go, eh, don't worry about it. Once the Royal Rumble happens, everything will go back the way it was supposed to. So I feel like they're not going to deviate from the plan. Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns most likely will win the Royal Rumble, so I'm going to pick with Brock. Yeah, I think you're definitely on to something. Um, but given that in these predictions, I predicted them both to retain, I will not be picking one of them. So that leaves me like looking at this, like do I take the freaking dart on AJ Styles or Kevin Owens? Or do I pick Big E, who I think makes a lot of sense because if he truly is going to be a main event guy going forward, a win here and having him go to take on Roman Reigns is big money. But also, I still feel like if they don't do Roman Brockett Mania, it still feels like Roman Drew. So, man, is there a chance that Drew's actually ready and comes back and wins this? It's not what I want. You mentioned neither, you noticed neither of us mentioned that in our hopes for a reason because we're clearly not McIntyre guys anymore. But to me, I think I'm picking between Big E and McIntyre. And it's like, do I go with my heart of do I would love, I want Big E? Or do I go with this weird thing in my brain that's like, fuck, McIntyre's going to come back and actually win this thing? Oh, man. This is hard, WrestleMania. Don't be a coward. Pick what you think. Pick what you think is going to win you some I, money. Not I, money, but w- w- luster. Uh, I won't. This I will not be gambling on the men's Royal Rumble. I did bet Bianca to uh, win the women's Royal Rumble because I'm pretty confident in that. But this one, I just like. <sighs> but you know what? I, I as a rebel heart, I'm going to go with my heart. Yeah, give me Johnny, no. Yeah, yeah, give course. me Biggie to win the Royal Rumble. Get his shit back. He could take on Brock or Roman. But if he takes on Roman at WrestleMania. I think he is the guy to dethrone him and Roman to pass the torch to kind of cement Big E as he truly is a top guy. So give me Big E and the shocker. Wow. Okay. I already don't feel great about it, but you know yeah, what? Well, give me Big it's e. already written in. in it's done. It's gone. The iPad's down. Yep. You're done. You're done. On that note, we went yeah, way too long. We went way too long. Big this E time. and Bianca for me. It's Brock and Charlotte for you. I like my picks better. Jesus. Well, here's hoping Johnny Gargano wins the whole damn thing and screws everybody up. Hell All right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be fun? Johnny Gargano versus Roman Reigns. Johnny Gargano versus Brock Lesnar. Johnny Gargano versus Seth Rollins. Johnny Gargano versus Bobby Lashley. All four mega matches. And TJ would believe it. That's for you, TJ. Hope you have fun cleaning your toilet. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoy listening to the Jobber Knocker. We will be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Oh, radio, cause it's everything you know. 